0: Hello and welcome to the Sounds from the Grave podcast, a podcast that's all about horror and horror related things. My name is Yusef, and this is your week in horror, giving you all of the latest horror news and headlines to keep you up to date. Now, as always, before I get into the news, I do want to remind you guys that our, our, you can see, um, I do talk about some pictures and some trailers that are that have been released or came out. And you can check out all those trails, trailers and all those pictures on our Instagram and our Twitter. So that way, you can see what I'm talking about, because I'm a visual person. I like to know, like I like to see things. I like to see what somebody's talking about when they're talking about it. So um, for those of you that are the same way, this is going to be really fun for you. So it's a good way for you to see everything. Uh, But without further ado, let's get into these news. So the first one that we have is from Nika. And the lovely people there celebrate 40 years of Elvira with an incredible new figure for the Mistress of the Dark herself. And I'm so happy because I don't think I've actually seen an Elvira figure Especially from Nika, who I absolutely love. I love anything Nika does. Um, So that is actually part of the... That was announced on the first night of October as part of their month-long Monster Madness event. Um, I I haven't talked about everything that's going to be released just because every day it's a new one. And I already feel like it's going to be outdated at this point. Um, But you can definitely check out their Instagram so you can see everything that's being released. Uh, But going back to, to Elvira here... In the press release for Nika wrote that devilishly delightful Cassandra Peterson has played the part of Elvira for 40 years with grace, humor, and more than a little camp. Nika is proud to present this fiendishly fantastic figure. Uh, The upcoming figure will include two heads, regular and wanking, which I love, as well as a handful of accessories including a dagger, a goblet, and a skull candle. Uh, And of course, it's going to be wearing a cloth outfit. And both of the head sculpts are abso- absolutely beautiful. Like, they are exactly, like, exactly Elvira. And I absolutely love that. Uh, so, keep your eyes peeled for that. I don't think they announce anything regarding any release dates for that, but um, we'll keep our eyes on it. Uh, moving on now to an update from Jason Bloom regarding the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, which I didn't even know was still a thing. Um, So, Blumhouse and Five Nights at Freddy's creator, Scott Cawthorn, have been developing a film adaptation of the games for a while now. Uh, And originally, it was uh, Chris Columbus who made Home Alone, uh, Harry Potter, and Sorcerer's Stone, and those types of movies. He was the most recently attached person to direct. um, And we have learned that he is actually off the project now. He is no longer going to be involved in that. Uh, That is uh, from Jason Blum himself. He told Collider um, last week. Um, he also did say we've written multiple scripts and we've got where we're, we've got where we're threading a needle, which is doing justice to Five Nights at Freddy's and making Scott happy. I don't want to do something that Scott doesn't like. Let me say that a different way. I don't have the right to do anything Scott doesn't like. Basically Scott has kind of like the equivalent of final cut and it's taken longer than I hope to get the right story. Um, so that's interesting so far. So, uh, for now, we're gonna keep our eyes peeled on that. Um, I personally am not super excited for it. I'm not a huge Five Nights at Freddy's fan. I don't really much care for it. Like I don't, I don't hate it or anything. I just, it's just not my thing. I just don't really much, really don't, don't care. <laughs> uh, but moving on to some news that are very, very cool here. Um, Reebok and Vans and Adidas and all these companies have decided to go after every nerd and geeks wallet, mine included. Um, To celebrate the November release of Ghostbusters Afterlife, Reebok has decided to announce an official partnership with Ghostbusters. So they're going to be releasing a full family footwear and apparel collection inspired by the Ghostbusters franchise. Um, And Reebok... uh, Reebok has come back with actually a larger collection because they released a collection back in October of 2020. Um, And so the various pieces of footwear... Uh, draw inspiration from the original films, while other pieces are modeled off characters and themes featured in Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, um, I have some pictures up up on Instagram, I believe. If not, I will definitely be posting those. But these look really, really cool. Um, the Reebok's ex- It's called the Reebok X Ghostbusters Collection, and it's going to be available on um, Reebok.com slash Ghostbusters and unisex sizing beginning on October 13th for the Reebok Unlocked members. After that, the uh, collection is going to be globally available on October 15th, which is literally next Friday. For me, at least, because this episode is coming out on Sunday. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, but moving on to our next news. Ridley Scott is producing a true crime feature, The Boston Strangler, uh, starring Kier Knightley, which is very cool. I actually haven't seen Keir Knightley in anything recently. Just I think she's just been making a lot more independent films that I just haven't been aware of. Um, but the true story of the Boston Strangler is coming to screen in an upcoming feature being produced by Ridley Scott for 20th Century Studios. Uh, it will be directed, it actually it's going to be written and directed by Matt Ruskin who made Crown Heights. And like I said earlier, Keira Knightley is going to be set to star on that. Uh, this is from The rap, they detailed, Knightley will portray Loretta McLaughlin who was the first reporter to connect the murders and break the story of the Strangler. She and fellow reporter Jean Cole challenged the sexism of the early sixties to report on the city's most notorious serial killer and worked tirelessly to keep women informed. McLaughlin pursued the story at great personal risk and uncovered corruption that cast doubt on the true identity of the Boston Strangler. This sounds really interesting. Um I like Ridley Scott. Recently he has not made the best decisions. Um I'm looking at you, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Um but outside of that, I do like uh getting to see Kira Knightley again in, in some form or fashion. Um, I I'm definitely interested in this. I actually do not know anything about the Boston Strangler. Uh, like I didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest with you. Like I, I like true crime. I'm not super into it, so that's probably why I didn't really study it that much. Um But funny enough, it's actually gonna, you know, push me to to study the Boston Strangler and just see what the story behind that is before I actually go see the movie, so kudos to you, uh, Boston Strangler movie, for, uh, getting me interested in the story of that. Uh, but moving on to our next piece of news here, M. Night Shyamalan is going to be producing a mystery thriller, The Vanishings at Cattle Lake. So, um, we learned via Deadline that he will be producing a thriller titled The Vanishings at Cattle Lake, uh, and it's going to be written and directed by Celine Held and Logan George, who made the movie Topside. Uh, The cast is going to include Dylan O'Brien, Eliza Scanlon, Lauren Ambrose, Eric Lang, Sam Hennings, and Diana Hopper. And um, based on the synopsis here, the plot revolves around when an eight-year-old girl mysteriously vanishes on Caddo Lake. A series of past deaths and disappearances begin to link together, forever altering a broken family's history. So that's interesting. I like that. I like the idea of that. Uh, that's really all I know so far. We don't really have anything else uh, of of note to, to say on that. So uh, we'll keep moving on here. These are really cool. So we got four new posters for Halloween Kills that are putting the spotlight on three generations of the Strode women. So uh, we got brand new poster that features Jamie Lee Curtis, one new poster that features Judy Greer, another poster that features Andy Manichak, and then a fourth poster... That get a group poster together, which is very cool. I like I like the whole design of the poster where they're kind of like cast in this orange flame color, so like you know the, these women are inflamed, like they're raged, and uh, it's it's. I mean, I'm already excited enough. I don't need anything else to keep me excited. Um, I just can't wait for this. Uh, I like these posters. I I wish I had room to to put up more posters because I would love to get. The Halloween Kills poster, as well as this group poster of them, which would be very cool. Uh, but moving on, I am loving Kate Siegel so much this year. Uh, I love that she is getting some major recognition in the horror community. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kate Siegel, she was re- most recently in Midnight Mass, uh, Mike Flanagan's new series, which if you haven't seen, I highly recommend you do. She was incredible in that series. Uh, she was also in Hush, Haunting of Bly Manor, and Haunting of Hill House, which are all terrific. I actually haven't seen Bly Manor yet. I I know. I know. I, th- I'm su- I suck. I'm sorry. I need to watch that. Uh, but she is headed back to Netflix with this movie called Hypnotic, which is set to premiere on Netflix on October 27th. Um, we got the first trailer for that, uh, Shared by Collider. And the synopsis reads, a young woman seeking self-improvement enlists the help of a renowned hypnotist, but after a handful of intense session, sessions, I'm sorry, soon discovers unexpected and deadly consequences. Uh, I'm sold. I'm already sold. I don't care. As Kate Siegel is amazing, I love her acting, I love her, just like, her whole vibe, so I'm just excited to see this. Um, she's been amazing in Midnight Mass, Hush, and Haunting of Hill House, and uh, I just can't wait for this. But moving on to weird news, uh, the Universal Monsters are heading to to Fortnite, starting with uh, Frankenstein's monster. So, because um, Fortnite apparently just will not die. It is the Michael Myers of the video game universe, it just refuses to die. Um, so... Uh, Fortnite leaker Hypex, I don't know any who, the, who any of these people are, drop news of the creature will be the latest addition to Fortnite's library of skin. Uh, there will be rolling out outfit reveals throughout the month, and a Fortnite Mare card will flip over to reveal which new item is entering the store next. And it's all part of the upcoming uh, Fortnite Mare event, which features a themed map and a mix of new skins featuring original designs and collaboration with Universal's Monster Movies. Um, It is also expected that we will get a skin based on the mummy later in the month. Uh, So do with that information what you will. I don't really care about Fortnite. I don't like Fortnite. Um, It's annoying to me. And I hate that they're pulling everything and everybody into the Fortnite universe. And I'm just like, please stop. Just die already. Oh, jeez. Uh, But moving on to some more Halloween Kills news. We got two new pictures um, showing Michael Myers and the film's flashback scene to the 1970s. Because we already kind of knew that there would be flashbacks to the events uh, of the original Halloween. Where we see a young Michael Myers. um, But it's going to focus a little bit more on the survivors of the original events. Coming together to take out Michael Myers once and for all. Including Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace. Now also in the mix is Lonnie Elam being played by... I'm sorry, being played in Halloween Kills by Robert by Robert Longstreet from Midnight Mass, who played uh, John Colley in Midnight Mass, who was a very good character. Uh Lonnie, a minor character from the original, is gonna return through a flashback uh, in in his childhood, giving us a look at the terror that he endured uh, when he first encountered Michael Myers. Um, so if you don't know who Lonnie is in the, in the Halloween lexicon, He is the one kid that goes to the Myers house, the the abandoned Myers house, and gets um, scared by Dr. Loomis when he's like, Lonnie, get your ass out of there. And I'm like, oh, Loomis, you were like the worst psychiatrist, dude. Like, come on. Don't don't traumatize a kid like that. Uh, But what's really cool about those pictures is that we do get a look at 70s Michael Myers from Halloween Kills. And oh my God, does he look amazing. Like, it is. Spot on representation of the classic Michael look Um, that already gets me excited like I love that they're you know paying so much attention to detail making sure that everything is right making sure that everything fits within the universe and I couldn't ask for anything more honestly Um, but moving on to some more uh, kid friendly stuff so we got an awesome new poster for uh, the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales Halloween special. Which pays tribute to The Shining with Porgs, which is adorable. So um, the the special premiered back in Disney Plus on October 1st. Uh, but we got a new poster art for it, which is very cool. Because it, uh, it is essentially showing the Porgs as the twins. It's the Grady twins from the uh, Overlook Hotel and The Shining. And I love the tagline for it. It makes no sense at all, but it's adorable. It says... All all work and no porg makes Darth a dull toy. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? But I think it's adorable. Um, Like I said, the picture of that is on our Instagram and our Twitter if you want to check that out because it's pretty funny. Um, Now, this was really cool. I've been getting into Werewolf recently. Like, I just saw The Howling. Um, I'm probably going to see American Werewolf in London pretty soon just because I love that movie. And I just want to watch more Werewolf stuff. Um, So, we're getting a new werewolf film from Lionsgate called the amityville moon it is actually now available on demand and on digital as well as on dvd Uh, the film was released back on october 5th and uh, we actually got a clip that uh from bloody disgusting and it's very cool it shows one of the transformation sequences in the film and what's really really cool it's all practical so i absolutely love that i love practical effects i love They're going to be going back to practical effects for a werewolf transformation. Um, Some of those are cool in CGI. You know, they're fun and everything, like the Van Helsing one and the uh, Benicio del Toro Wolfman one. But there's something about the practical effects of it that are just so nice, uh, like, you know, the howling American Werewolf in London. uh, Trick or Treats. I love Trick or Treats. uh, Transformation sequence. It's so well made. Um, So I'm, I'm very happy to see that. Uh, but let me read the synopsis of The Amityville Moon for you guys. Uh, what if a house of holiness turned out to be a haven of evil? As Alyssa and Carla try to escape from the church home that holds them captive, Carla is slaughtered by a vicious, semi-human creature. After Detective Kimball tracks down Alyssa at a rowdy biker bar, she she tells Kimball that women inmates disappear before Moon and shows him the silver bullets in her gun. Now the two must return to the halfway house to confront the priests and nuns and the snarling, savage evil that dwell within almost immediately as soon as i wrote that, i'm sure you heard me stop um for those of you who may not know about horror nights a couple years back there was a house called slaughter cinema and there was a compilation movie based or a compilation house kind of based on like different like b movies that drive-in. and one of those was about a biker bar filled with werewolves and as soon as i read that on here i was like oh my god can we please just get this as an actual movie can we please get i think it was devil dogs or demon dogs as an actual movie because I would watch that in a heartbeat, so please. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But uh, the movie itself looks interesting. I like the the fact that it's kind of playing on religion a little bit with priests and nuns, as well as a werewolf. So that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, like I said, it's already available, so you can definitely check that out. Uh, but moving on to some very cool news here. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend Bruce Campbell is going to be hosting the 46th Annual Saturn Awards later in the month on October 26th at the Los Angeles Marriott Burbank Ho- Airport Hotel. Um, which is very cool. I appreciate that Saturn is doing this. There's going to be tributes to Mike Flanagan, David Kirchner, and a lot more. Uh, But Bruce Campbell uh, is going to be hosting and uh, directly from the Saturn Awards uh, press release, they said, We are so excited to be bringing back the Saturns this year and to help celebrate and honor the many talented people who worked so hard to entertain us, all during one of the most difficult times in history. Uh, stay tuned. I'm sorry. I don't know what I just had a stroke. I think. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Stay tuned, as there will be more several uh, as there will be also be several more surprises in the upcoming days and weeks. Uh, So that's very cool. Uh, For those of you that don't know, the Saturn Awards are kind of like the Oscars for a different type of movie. This is from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. So Saturn finally gives recognition to films that I think get overlooked by the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences just because. They are now, like, what fits the mold of an Oscar-type movie, which kind of sucks. I hate that they do that. Um, I think the only, like, big exception of that being um, Parasite and Silence of the Lambs. So at least those two get some recognition. But still, like, I I don't know. I think it's just because they're like, oh, that's too palatable for a regular audience. It's got to be something different. I'm like, come on. Come on. Don't be like that. But anyway. Um. A couple weeks back, I had talked about a prequel to Orphan, titled Orphan First Kill. Um, And now we have a little bit more news. We did get a, um, it's been, actually, let me read back a little bit. It's been acquired for release by Paramount. Uh, We don't have a release date yet, but uh, apparently it's going to be coming soon, because we actually got the official MPA rating. So it's going to be rated R for bloody violence, language, and brief sexual content. I mean, it is Orphan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect it to be like a PG-13 movie. I, I want this to be an R-rated movie, and it deserves to be one. So I'm glad it is getting that rating. Um, I actually do need to watch Orphan. It has been years since I saw that film, so I barely remember it, honestly. I definitely have to read that. Or watch that, sorry. Uh, moving on to some amazing news. Like, Kate Siegel and Mike like Mike Flanagan is killing it as well. Uh, coming straight off of Midnight Mass... Netflix announced that they are partnering again with Mike Flanagan, developing a series called The Fall of the House of Usher. So it's going to be based on Edgar Allan Poe's stories, and that is amazing. So the limited series from Intrepid Pictures is based on multiple works from Poe. Uh, So this actually marks the fifth series for Mike Flanagan and Trevor Macy over at Netflix, because they've done Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and the also upcoming series called the midnight club uh so jesus christ that's ridiculous um i am loving though i'm loving that mike flanagan is getting some recognition he's really really talented he's an incredible director so i'm excited for that uh so they have ordered eight episodes and actually flanagan and michael femignari will each direct four episodes so that's a nice little ratio of you know uh, half and half which i appreciate i actually don't know who michael femignari is well, that that means it's time for me to do some studying and let's see what this is about. But um, if you are like me and you're a pan a, a pan a fan of Victor Allen Poe, this is definitely a show to watch, um, to, to keep an eye on. Uh, but we'll be keeping it in the Netflix realm here. We did get a trailer for Netflix for season two of Lock and Key. Uh, so we got a new art and a full trailer for the second season, uh, which creates brand new keys that up the ante in the battle between good and evil. Um. The brief synopsis of the series, the series follows the Locke siblings and their mother who move into their ancestral home, which they discover is full of magical keys that may be connected to their father's death. In season two, with danger lurking closer than they know, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bode unlock more family secrets as they dig deeper into the power and mystery of the keys. That sounds really cool. It's a very good, like, kind of a gateway horror. It's not, like, in-your-face, like, all-over-the-place horror. It's very much kind of a gateway, like I would say, like you know, for your teens, like, you know, for like 15 or 16 year olds, it will be fun. It's very good. Um, so I, yeah, it looks very good. I've seen like I think I saw the first season, I don't remember, it's been a while. Um, I need to rewatch it actually, <laughs> I just don't have time anymore. It sucks. Um, but we did get a new trailer, or I think the first trailer, I don't know if it's the new or the first. Um, but we got a trailer for Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, which is kind of the uh, like the reimagining, I guess. Uh, so we got a new trailer and a poster, uh, which has a screenplay from, screenplay from Christopher Landon, who made Freaky and Happy Death Day, which is already a good sign. Both of those movies are incredible. Uh, and it's going to be directed by William Eubank. So um, I'm not a huge fan of found footage films. I don't particularly don't love them i think it's just like i don't like the the shaky cam style it just gives me motion sickness a little bit of nausea so that's why i don't think i like it uh but the actual stuff that we see in this looks very cool um it reminds me of roanoke and it also reminds me of uh, outlast 2 because it's it is kind of like that small like farmer rural town where everything just seems to be off Uh, But the synopsis reads, A documentary filmmaker follows Margot as she heads to a secluded Amish community in the hopes of meeting and learning about her long-lost mother and extended family. Following a string of strange occurrences and discoveries, she soon realizes this community that welcomed them into their home might be hiding something sinister. So that sounds really cool. Now, the movie itself is set to to stream on Paramount Plus uh, on October 29th, only in the U.S., Uh, which kind of sucks, just because, like, I don't have Paramount Plus, and I'm like... Do I really want to get Paramount Plus for Paranormal Activity? Like, is that really the thing that, like, convinces me to buy it? I don't know yet. Um, I'll have to wait for somebody that does have Paramount Plus to see it and uh, let me know how it is. Uh, But moving on to uh, some Simpsons news. So we got... Some new images, uh, for the new Treehouse of Horror, thirty-two at this point. Um, so this false episode will carry five stories instead of the typical three, and one of the segments, um, from this year tends uh, looks like it honors Edgar Allan Poe and Vincent Price, uh, who's going to be voiced by Maurice LaMarche. Um, in the short, Price reads Maggie the Telltale Bart, which is a clever see a clever spin on the Telltale Heart. Now some of the email or emails, Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. Some of the images reveal that one of them is going to be a parody of Parasite from Bong Joon Ho, and another teases Bambi's Revenge. I love the look of the Parasite um, kind of parody thing. It looks very funny. Um, I haven't seen Simpsons stuff in a long ass time. Like I, I just can't. It's too much. Uh, but I, I usually tend to watch the Treehouse of Horrors. Those are always pretty entertaining. So um, I'll, I'll take a look at this one and uh, see what it's like. Um, now this is one that's good but also very, very not good. Because uh, we got three new clips from Halloween Kills about Laurie Strode and Tommy Doyle. Um, that's really all I'm going to say. Just because I've heard, I didn't even see the clips. I don't want to see the clips. Because I've heard they're kind of spoilery, so I am not going to look at those. I recommend that you do not. I would wait until, you know, like, I would just wait for the movie at this point. Like, I don't want you guys to have to see that. Um. So, yes, that's all I'm going to say. The three new clips got released. If you want to see them, go see them. I'm not going to see them. I don't even want to talk about them because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But if you do, by all means, be my guest. Go do what you want to do. Uh, But moving on to some very cool kaiju news, because I love kaijus. Toho is bringing back a 4K restoration of the original Godzilla to movie theaters this November. So Toho, to celebrate this 67th birthday of Godzilla, he can retire now. He can get Social Security. Um, they're going to be bringing the original classic back to theaters in November. Uh, the press release announced: Toho International Inc. is excited to announce a gorilla—Gods, Jesus Christ—a gorilla size, a Godzilla size 67th birthday celebration, November 3rd, kicking off with a world premiere of the 4K remastered original original Godzilla film released in 1954. Alamo Drafthouse Cinema will be hosting a nationwide world premiere of the 4K remastering of the classic 1954 Godzilla film. Um, which is it's cool. I just wish in Florida that we had a Alamo Draft House close by. Um, it might be hosted by one of our local theaters. I'm really hoping it does. I would love to see a classic film like this, like Godzilla, in um in in the uh, in the movie theater. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Um, so it's going to be held in the flagship theaters, like in uh, in New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And um, as well as that, throughout the first half of November, Alamo Drafthouse will also screen fan-favorite kaiju classics like Godzilla vs. Adora, Shin Godzilla, and a double feature of two Heisei-era classics from the 80s that have never been shown theatrically in North America. So if you're a big uh, Godzilla or kaiju fan, this would be a really good opportunity for you to do that and be able to see two movies that haven't been released in theaters. They've been released on home media. They're a little rare. Um, so if you want to see those theatrically, I definitely recommend you do so, if you have the ability to. Um, but moving on to some very, very strange, some more weird video game news. Uh, Scream and Danny Darko friend, the franchises are going to be joining a time-limited event for Call of Duty Warzone and Black Ops Cold War. So it was leaked earlier in the week and then confirmed by the official Call of Duty Twitter account... Scream's Ghostface and Donnie Darko's Bunny will be joining the fray this month. So part of the three new bundles which we'll be dropping in the, into the games as part of the haunting event, uh, Ghostface will be part of the limited time Scream Operator Bundle starting October 19th, while the Donnie Darko Tracer Pack is expected later in the month. So last year we know we got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Saw as like operator things. At that point I wasn't super into Call of Duty Warzone, I've played it a few times, I like it, it's interesting. I still don't know if I'm gonna go back to it. Um, mostly because I just I lost my interest in it. It's just not really my thing anymore. Um, I tend to play other types of games now. Uh, if I even have the time to play games, but um, yeah, if you're into that, you know, if you're if you're still really into Call of Duty Warzone, then this is really good horror news for you there. Um. So this next uh, piece of, piece of news is very cool. This is uh, regarding a brand new film that got announced. It is a movie called Boy Kills World. It will be starring Bill Skarsgård, who we know as Pennywise from the It franchise. And uh, Ready or Not, Samara Weaving. Um, And here's what's really, really cool. It's going to be produced by Roy Lee, who uh, produced It, Godzilla, The Ring, The Grudge, and Watcher. And it's actually going to be an action movie set in a dystopian fever dream that is gearing up to shoot in South Africa. Now, what is going to be very very cool outside of Roy Lee producing it's also going to be produced by sam raimi you know very nice way to tie it into uh our evil dead month here at sound from the grave I, I appreciate that um so the movie itself is very it sounds very cool um they have a little bit of info on um some of what's going on in the film so bill skarsgard uh will lead the cast as protagonist boy a deaf mute with a vibrant imagination uh, when his family is murdered, he escapes to the jungle and is trained by a mysterious shaman to repress his childish imagination and become an instrument of death. Uh, so again, we already—I already I already said, uh, attached will also be Mara Weaving from Asher Versus Evil Dead, Ready or Not, Mayhem, and uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. And also, uh, martial arts expert Yayan Ruhian of The Raid will be the boy's mentor. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, so part of... Uh, what I believe is Collider. The deadline. I'm sorry. Deadline said this. Uh, Moore put together a detailed previsualization of the film cinematic approach, which caught the eye of Sam Raimi, who will now produce the features through his banner Raimi Productions, alongside Roy Lee of Vertical Entertainment. Uh, so that's gonna be pretty cool. I obviously I'm a huge fan of Sam Raimi. I love the majority of the movies of his that I've seen, um, and usually he's very good at picking which projects to be involved with. So I appreciate that. Um, The cast for this looks pretty interesting. Um, I do like Bill Skarsgård. I really liked him in, um, oh God, oh Hemlock Grove. He was really good in that. And of course, It. Uh, I haven't seen him in Castle Rock yet. I know he's in it. I just haven't had a chance to see that. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Samira Weaving. I love her in just about everything I've seen her in. She's amazing. Um, she's I just love her. <laughs> uh, but moving on to our next piece of news here. HBO Max is uh, Halloween hub, like their little section where you get to choose horror movies, borrowing a trick from it to help with their selections. So, you know, if you're kind of like browsing around HBO Max, you're like, man, what do I want? I don't know what to watch. Like, what do I do? So <laughs> they decided to do this thing similar to what they did in it, where they had the three doors, it said um not scary at all scary and very scary and they're like you know what let's put that on hbo max and they did just that where if you go to their halloween hub on hbo max it'll give you the three options for not scary at all scary and very scary so that way you can kind of pick and choose like what type of horror are you in the mood for are you looking for something you know kind of like creepy but not like in your face horror or are you looking for something kind of in between or are you looking to get the shit scared out of you hbo max has put that together in a lovely way which is very cool and not only that, it's actually going to be, uh, the selections themselves rotate daily, so that means you can use it, like, throughout October if you're doing, like, a movie a day, like I've been trying to do. Um, I just haven't had the time, I need to catch up. But, um, it's very cool, I like the idea of that. Uh, but the next news are, probably the, the news I'm most excited about that got announced this week. We finally got the trailer for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, it's going to be directed by Johan Roberts, who made 47 Meters Down and The Strangers Pray at Night. Uh, it is, the movie itself is headed to theaters on November 24th, and I love that it, it just looks like the world's, like, most expensive B-movie, and I'm all for it, because Resident Evil, at its core, is essentially a B B B-movie video game, like, that's it. So we finally got the trailer, and I'm very, very happy with it. Um, I love seeing all these things from the game, like, um... From the costume work, to the environments to the creature design. And it's very cool. It it actually goes in a really interesting direction that I wasn't expecting. It kind of focuses more on Claire and Chris Redfield. And kind of like they're almost kind of like working together to um, to take down Umbrella. And, you know, kind of like expose what Umbrella's been doing. So uh, that's going to be very cool. Um, I like that it's sticking a little bit closer to the source material instead of the... Paul W.S. Anderson's and Mila Jovovich ridiculous franchise which not really my favorite kind of a guilty pleasure of mine but I could honestly do without those movies um so yeah that's really cool uh, I've you know I shared it with some of my friends and we were all very excited for this like a lot of us are huge Resident Evil fans and I love we love the fact that it's going back to survival horror and kind of going back to what the games were really all about so uh yep uh like I said Resident Evil welcome to Raccoon City comes out on November 24th in theaters. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um now this is a movie or not a movie. This is a piece of news that kind of set the Twitter world on fire for a little bit. So Kiernan Shipka's Sabrina Spellman from the Netflix series uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming to Riverdale. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, now first of all we have a comic series called The Occult World of Sabrina that's going to pick up where the Netflix series left off. But we also learned from Entertainment Weekly that Shipka herself is crossing over into River into Riverdale. Riverdale, Jesus, God. <laughs> um, but uh, during you know during the editorial from Entertainment Weekly, they laid out the storyline, saying Cheryl is performing a dangerous spell, one that may mean the difference between life and death for a beloved member of the Blossom family, uh, according to a logline description of the episode. Luckily, she's getting a much-needed assist from everybody's favorite twenty-something witch, the iconic Sabrina Spellman, visiting from Greendale in this year's *In the Making* crossover. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like the idea of that. Um, to be fair, to be completely honest, I have never seen the Sabrina show yet. I have not seen it, <laughs> so um, I know y'all are over there uh, lighting your pitchfork or lighting your torches and uh, sharpening your pitchforks. I'm sorry. I know. Please don't come after me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um but moving on this is very exciting news as well david Bruckner's Hellraiser has been detailed by hulu and we got a uh some very insane like insane news regarding the casting so uh let me get into that uh david Bruckner who helmed netflix's the ritual which is really interesting because vonny and i did an episode on the ritual a couple months back if you want to check that out i definitely recommend you do so it was uh, it was pretty funny um As well as he actually directed little bits and pieces of VHS and Southbound, is directing the relaunch of Hellraiser for Spyglass Media, just set to be a Hulu feature film written by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. Um now the film itself has been fully detailed by an official Hulu press release, and they announced that Sense 8 actress Jamie Clayton is actually gonna be playing Pinhead. So we're gonna be getting a female pinhead. Um this and now uh going after that, the Hulu press release also said that the film is being described as a loyal yet evolved reimagining of Clive Barker's nineteen eighty seven horror classic. And we also learned that the incredible and amazing Clive Barker is on board as a producer. Just great news! I love the fact that he's going to be attached to this. It gives it it gives me a little bit more faith as to like you know these people know what they're doing. They're going back to their source material. They're relying on the person who created these characters to really make sure that they get them right. Uh, and David Bruckner actually said in the press release It's been such an honor to have Clive on board to help support and shepherd us through the incredible universe he created so long ago. Uh, combined with a fearless and committed cast, including the amazing Jamie Clayton, who fully embodies the role as the Hell Priest, we're aiming to create a very special new chapter in the Hellraiser legacy. Uh, and then Clive Barker said, Having seen some of the designs from David Bruckner's new Hellraiser film, they pay homage to what the first film created, but then take it to places it's never been before. This is a Hellraiser on a scale that I simply didn't expect. David and his team are steeped in the story's mythology, but what excites me is their desire to honor the original, even as they revolutionize it for a new generation. I love that Clive Barker, Clive Barker is... Attached to this, I love that he seems to be really excited for for this film and for the project. And for what direction uh, the, the team is taking it in. So I appreciate that. It definitely gives me high hopes, uh, really good expectations to see what they're going to come up with. Um, but moving on to some more video game news. Stubbs the Zombie is heading to the Epic Game Store next week for free. So... Uh, Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse is a game from THQ Nordic and Asper Media. They released it just very recently. Um, so the Epic Game Store is going to be having it for free for a week, starting on October 14th. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, we might They might get a little bit more free games there, because last year, players were treated to Amnesia. Players of Fear to Blair Witch, and Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. So hopefully we'll get some new stuff, but... Um, if you want to get a physical version or if you don't have a, P- a PC that can play it, like myself, uh, because just, my PC is just for editing video and for editing podcasts. That's literally what I use it for. Uh, but the physical editions of Subs the Zombie are going to be releasing on October 26th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and then Nintendo Switch. To Keep your eyes peeled on that. Uh, but moving on to some very cool, very nice movie here that got announced uh, from the Terrifier team. It is a brand new horror movie called Stream, and I love the fact that Daniel Harris is going to be in this. Daniel Harris from Halloween 4 and 5, as well as Halloween and Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie remakes. That's very cool. I am already sold on this. Uh, So it is a movie called Scream, and it's actually now funding through Indiegogo. Um, So we actually got a clip from Stream um, on Bloody Disgusting, so you can see that over there on their website. And the cast itself is stacked with a bunch of familiar faces, including Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator, Daniel Harris, Tim Reed, Dee Wallace, the 80s mom that I absolutely love, Mark Holton, Felisa Rose, Daniel Roebuck, Dave Sheridan, Terry Alexander, David Howard Thornton, yes, Charles Edwin Powell, Bob Adrian, Sidney Mialake, Wesley Holloway, and Michael Levy. Um, and the film synopsis read, When Roy and Elaine Keenan realize their family is drifting apart, they decide that something needs to be done. Roy forces his work to take a backseat, and they seize the opportunity to recreate a vacation from their past. A peaceful stay in a quaint hotel is just what they need, however that is not what is in store for them. With four deranged murderers patrolling the seemingly mundane halls, the odds are definitely not in the Keenan's family favor. Roy must fight for his life and those of his family as their simple weekend getaway, Truly turns into a vacation to die for. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, this movie looks—it sounds incredible. I really want to see this. this. This is like one of the most stacked horror casts I have ever seen. Um, uh, obviously, we all know that the hype for Terrifier Two is through the roof, considering how incredible the first Terrifier was. And you know, I I'm showing a good amount of respect for the team behind both films. Um, and I'm excited that they're going to continue working on horror and working on more films and something like stream definitely sounds like a very good next step into their, you know, into like getting used to the horror scene and being a major part of it. So I definitely like what they're doing here. Um, but our last news of the week, probably the weirdest news that I have on here outside of the whole Fortnite thing. Um, Kylie Jenner is launching a Nightmare on Elm Street cosmetics collection. Halloween um so Kylie Jenner announced a partnership with Nightmare on Elm Street to uh create the spooky Kylie x Nightmare on Elm Street exclusive collection which is going to be launching launching on Tuesday October 12th 2021 just in time for Halloween uh the collection includes a pressed powder palette with 12 Freddy inspired shades along with a lip lacquer set limited edition slashes and a lip and cheek jelly stain whatever that is (laughs) I don't know too much about makeup um Funny enough, Vanya, if you are hearing this, I, I'm sure you already know about this. If you don't, well, now you do, and I know you're going to get very excited about that. Um, so, yes, this is very cool news for those of you that are into it. Uh, like I said, it's not really my bag. Um, but uh, for those of you that like it, this is a pretty rare piece of news. Um, but that is really all I have for our news this week. Uh, we went through quite a bit. There's a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon, a lot of exciting stuff coming up really, really soon. Um, so I can't wait for a bunch of this stuff to come out or, or be released and everything. Uh, but like I said, that's really all I have. Let me do some basic housekeeping here. Uh, so we are, obviously, the Sounds from the Grave podcast, so we do a bunch of horror-related stuff, horror-related news. Um, right now we are actually in the middle of our Evil Dead month, where we're gonna be doing a retrospective on the entire Halloween. Or- jesus the entire evil dead franchise from evil dead one evil dead two army of darkness and the evil dead 2013 remake um so far we've only released the first episode yet uh, so far uh so please i would love we would love for you guys to check that out and um and if you want to talk about it with us just let us know you know like reach out to us um and we would love to have you on there uh, by the time this comes out you'll actually get evil dead two episode tomorrow um or on Monday in this case, if you were listening to it a little bit later. So uh, definitely check that out as well. We actually have a special guest for that one. And we went full Evil Dead nerd on this because we just... It was amazing. It was a really fun time talking about Evil Dead 2. And then keep your eye, eyes and ears peeled for next week's two episodes. So we're going to do uh, Army of Darkness. And after that, we're doing Evil Dead 2013. And um, we also have a spooky surprise coming out on October Day or October night, something like that, for October 31st, for Halloween, we have, what did did I just say, did I just say October day or October night, oh dear lord, what is wrong with me, I'm questioning my life right now because of that, (laughs) so it's for Halloween, I'm sorry, we're doing a Halloween themed episode that's going to be coming out, um, obviously on Halloween night, Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that too, or your ears peeled, Uh, but that's really all I have for the upcoming stuff that we're doing. Um, I really want to thank you guys so much for all the support. You have been incredible. The the love that you've shown us is is incredible. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Um, but for us, our your your lovely spooky podcast co-hosts. Uh, we have Vanya. She's my lovely co-host. You can find her on Twitter and YouTube at HHNCultus. She posts a lot of horror stuff, horror-inspired makeups, Halloween Horror Night stuff, uh, goth culture. So if you're into that stuff, definitely check her out. Show your support for my amazing co-host. Uh, she will greatly appreciate that. And then for me, for me, your lovely news, of uh, your your lovely horror news anchor here. Uh <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at yousef1220 and on Twitter at @yusef. Um that's mostly where I post honestly. I, I post on Instagram every once in a while, I mostly post on Twitter though. Um but outside of that, you can find our podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Sounds from the Grave podcast. And then we also have uh our podcast is available on any podcast platform whether it's Anchor, Anchor Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castbox, Google Cast, anywhere really. Um, and again, we really appreciate all the support, uh, and, and all the things that you guys do for us. Uh, and then we also have our lovely email, from the soundsfromthegravepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like, definitely send us an email if you want to be on the show, if you want to collaborate with us, or if you want, uh, want to give us an idea for something to discuss on the show, definitely reach out to us. We would love to have to talk to you and then, uh, co- communicate with you guys. So, um, uh, that's all I have. I really hope you enjoyed this. And that you are now all caught up on horror news uh, and that you have a good night or good day whenever you're listening to this and that you stay spooky. Bye, everybody.